Okay, we're recording. We're live. Welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. I guess it's been a little while, but like, honestly, I think it's fine. Been doing a little bit of uh, traveling. I went to New Jersey for one day. Um, and also, I just kind of, I just haven't really felt like recording the pod. Also, like my last episode, I don't know what I've been saying, but like, we broke 45 likes. We're at 46 likes, which is an all-time record. I don't know what or why. I did try the new format with a little bell. Hold on, this one. And I'm like, let me bring that back. So I'm going to be doing that this episode. A lot of topics are absolutely piling up. Um, so yeah, I want to get just like right into it. Big breaking news that's over a week old, but I am on Cameo cameo.com i applied i don't even know months years ago just kind of like it'll never happen um of course never heard back and sort of forgot about it actually never forgot about i'm like bitch i need to be on cameo i need to be making cameos um and i got an email randomly it was like you're approved and i was like wait what the fuck it was like raya when i was like two years later um I was suddenly on the team. So I've made a few. And I gotta say, I really like making them. I want to do one every day, but of course, you know, they're not really pouring in. I think I've made like six so far. Um, And, you know, they're like, most of them are public, so you can just go to the page and like look at them. But I do be recording for a long time. I made one that was like six and a half minutes because I was wasted. Um, but the other night I was at um, an art opening, Heiji Shin's photographs uh, at 52 Walker and run into front of the pod Mel Ottenberg. And he's like, hey, damn, like, how's your Patreon doing? And I was like, who told you about that? Probably me. But like, I was like, yeah, it's fine. I don't know kind of sucks <laughs> but like he's like oh i watched all your cameos the other day and i was like what in the f- like what now you watch the cameos and he's like they're so good i was like wait i was like Period, Period. <laughs> probably won't be doing the soundboard that much this evening but i was in freak mode i'm like oh my god so yeah, in case you were curious of the quality of my cameos, um, they're Mel Lomberg approved. So, you know, not to be a bitch. If they're good enough for him, chances are probably good enough for you. Again, not to be a bitch. Um, I mean, as much as I feel free and, like, myself on cameo, I am being silenced on social media. Um... On Instagram. Uh, the other day, National Geographic made a post about um, these dinosaur fossils that were discovered. And, um, you know, at 3 p.m., sober as a judge, I commented, you just made this up. Let me read the caption to you and just, like, I mean, go into it with an open mind. Use your own critical thinking. But just tell me if this sounds kind of, uh, kind of a little stupid, quite frankly. Okay. 125 million years ago, a badger-like mammal attacked a plant-eating dinosaur three times its size. 
moments before a volcanic debris flow buried them both. The result is an exquisitely preserved fossil from northeastern China, which shows that sometimes the mammals bit back. And it's like, okay. <laughs> so I commented, you just made that up. Um, and then my friend texted me a screenshot and my comment was hidden by Instagram, which I'm like, how did you even see that? But like their Instagram it, itself, uh, which is it's Mark Zuckerberg is doing this personally to me is hiding the comments that are like, you just made that up. I mean, Nat Geo has 281 million followers on Instagram. Like, what the fuck? I don't know. They're doing things. I feel like Nat Geo used to be like war photography or something and like going to like Papua New Guinea and being like, aren't these people so crazy? Um, like the first time I saw like a photograph of a topless woman was like National Geographic. Um, which is strange as should, you know, I don't know. It's either like that or Playboy in America. Both are kind of, I'd say a little strange in their own way. But, um, yeah, no more war photography. I mean, is war photography like a thing anymore? Can you imagine going on a date with a war photographer? I'd be like, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm on Patreon and, uh, I'm currently in like a legal battle with Instagram about dinosaur fossils. And he'd be like, yeah, I've been in Fallujah for 25 years. <laughs> like, oh shit, that's crazy. <laughs> oh, man. People need to take their AirPods out when they speak to other people. I've, I mean, I've always noticed it, but it seems like... Another thing is that I think many people have Apple Watches now too, which is blowing my mind. I thought for sure they would have been gone by now. Back to AirPods. I've seen people, like, of course, in, like, a coffee shop, they're just, like, cold brew. And they're, like, you know, on their phone, AirPods in. I'm, like, okay, I mean, that's maybe acceptable. I personally don't think so. I think it's incredibly fucking rude. Or if, like, someone, you run to a friend on the street and they, like, you're chit-chatting and they, like, keep their AirPods in. I'm, like, are you listening? Like, I don't know if you're listening to something still. I've not seen you pause the music, the podcast, whatever you're listening to. Like, I need to know you're not listening to anything. Because it's so rude. I'm like, well, imagine if I just, like, put in fucking, like, earplugs when you started talking to me. It's crazy. But I've also noticed people at bars, like, some people like to, I guess, I don't know what they're doing. But they'll, like, sit at a bar alone, have their AirPods in. And they'll, like, even order drinks with their AirPods in. I think it's so, like, inhumane and so bleak and depressing and I fucking hate it so much and no one's no one's talking about this stuff like no one's talking about this stuff um I think it's so incredibly rude it makes life seem so cheap and not even worth living like what are these people doing oh my god it makes me insane absolutely insane I got this, like, sponsored ad about, like, how to cut back screen time again on Instagram. And I was like, okay. And it did some math. It was like, you spend, like, 12 years on your phone. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? And I, like, it was like, how to get your screen time down from, like, three hours to, like, 30 minutes or something. And, like, I was recently kind of excited that I got my screen time down from, like, literally, like, six to eight hours a day down to, like two and a half because I quit Twitter. 
Um, and then I was like doing the math. I'm like, okay, if you're on your phone two hours a day, um, that's like, or let's say three hours a day. That is like 12 and a half percent of your day. And if you like live to be a hundred, that's 12 and a half years of you just looking at your phone. <laughs> Cause I also get those ads. It's like, do you have a hump in your neck? Like, are you like slouching? And I'm like, okay, but like people, yeah, they look at their phone a lot, but they're also kind of like moving around. But I was like thinking like, that actually must have an impact if combined you're spending 12 and a half years just looking down at your phone. I mean, maybe if we were like creatures in the jungle, we'd be just like looking down where we were walking. So like, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. Like, I don't know if it's that big of a deal. I just think like, uh, I'm not talking about like your, your neck and skeletal health. I'm just thinking uh, like a mental health, uh, like, <laughs> like, yikes. Like, what are you actually doing? Kind of crazy. Anyways, yeah. Why do you get, like, Uber and, like, Lyft receipts at the most random fucking times? It's always, like, the day after, like, the middle of the afternoon. And so I got, like, I went out, I took two different Lyft trips the other night. And I got the emails right after. I'm like, cool. And then it sent me another email that combined them both. And I was like, I don't, like, I don't care. Like, I just literally don't care. Um... I feel like it's, like, days later sometimes. Like, I just feel like it's so... It can't be anything but random. It can't... It's not, like, 12 hours. It's just, like, why? Why now? Because um, it's like almost like you're getting a bill. Like you, as soon as you, like, decide that you're going to pay, like, $38 to go from Greenpoint to fucking Chinatown, you're like, Jesus, this is so stupid. You don't want to be reminded of it again. Let alone like twice through like different sets of emails. And it's like, holy shit. <coughs> like, fuck off. <laughs> well, that Troy Sivan has a new music video out. Um, it's called Brush. And, you know, I gotta be honest, I think the song's catchy. It's stuck in my head. I can't imagine like playing it like on purpose but like compared I mean what other songs is he like there's a song called Bloom which was about his butthole I was like it's a little gratuitous but like I kind of get it I know his music's always been very like generic to me like if like a like if a Netflix show that gets cancelled after like one season was music like that was his vibe to me um it's called Rush because poppers and there's a rush of being a gay guy at a party. Let me play it actually. I, whatever. Hold on. Two minutes. I'm not going to play the whole thing. I mean, I'm sure you've already heard it. Really, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you get the vibe. It's like fun. And the, the music video, it's hot. It's sexy. It's like Berlin 
sun coming up. Everyone's a dancer and performance artist. And, like, very sex positive. There's, like, titties bouncing up and down. Everyone is very thin. Which, I guess... I mean, I'm not on Twitter. But, like, I'm sure it was going crazy. Because I did catch some, like... Screenshots from Twitter on people's Instagram stories of, like... Queer and, like, disabled people being like... This is why we don't go to parties. And I'm like... Well, I mean, okay... I don't know if it's the same interest necessarily, but a lot of twinks writhing around, dancing. I'm like, okay, just take it for what it is. I don't know. And like the video is, if you like care about inclusivity, it's inclusive in a lot of ways. Just everyone is like lean and like a dancer. But, like, do you really want to see, like, Aaron Phillip, like, doing a wheelie in the background? Like, I don't know what people really fucking want. <laughs> oh. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Inappropriate. Um, I don't know. It's funny with, you know, it's also, I kind of get confused when I see that, that, like... Berlin has that sort of skyscraper thing that looks like the thing in Seattle. But the one in Berlin's like round and the Seattle one's more like a flying saucer. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? I mean, yeah, stupid. Uh, also kind of random, but doesn't it seem like... Maybe, like, Caitlyn Jenner should, like, be in a wheelchair. Like, it's kind of weird that Caitlyn Jenner's, like, able-bodied. Like, I expect her to kind of, like... Just, like, be in a chair. Like, fully, like, quadriplege. Like, talks like Stephen Hawking. And she, like, goes on Fox News. And it's just like, mm, trans people should not play sports. <laughs> Go off, bitch. <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, guys. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Where did birria tacos come from? And is it a new thing? And are they, like, authentica? Can my Latinx chicas sound off in the comments? Because it's, like, it's been a couple years now, and they haven't gone away. And I'm like, this is... It seems like a new thing, but, you know... I've never tried them. I would love to. I just feel like you kind of would need to sit down and enjoy them because there's like a dipping factor. Um, and there's like a, a pretty famous food truck in Williamsburg. But I'm like, where, where do I go with them once I have them? There's like a sauce that the lid's going to come off. I don't know. I'm just, I've been a little reluctant to try the birria tacos, but um, now they're kind of all over the place. And I'm like, where, like, shouldn't they have just always been there? I mean, again, I'm an ignorant fool. We know this. It's fine. Um, and people are like, yeah, no, they're great. But then they're like, not eating them ever. I'm like, well, do you eat them? Because like, I don't see you eating them. What if they're not good? No, they have to be good. They're probably like so good. Something, I mean, listen. I don't really have anything to say about this topic in particular, but I've got my eye on it. I've definitely got my eye on birria tacos. Something's not sitting right with me. It just 
It just isn't. Okay, another strange food item that I want to talk about really quickly is fudge. That's right, fudge. Um, I was just in Long Beach Island with uh, best friend of the pod, Emily. Her grandpa uh, celebrated a 90th birthday, so it was like her family rented a house on the beach. I got my base tan. I swam in the ocean. Period, bitch. Driving back... Emily was like, I want to stop at a fudge store. And I was like, that's so crazy. (laughs) Like, obviously, yes. On our way to the fudge store, which will be my next photo drop, it's called Oh Fudge. It's like Fudge by Lynette or something crazy. Um, There's like a mannequin making fudge in there. And it's like, she has her own like glass room. Uh, it's very old beachy, but it's like it's it's like it looks like a department store front window. It's like, but there's just a woman making the fudge. Um, not sure what fudge really is. I'm sure it's like egg and like chocolate and like. Do you bake it? No clue. Do you refrigerate it? Freeze it? Probably. Anyways, on our way to Oh Fudge, um, we drive past this place called Bay Village. Which, if you're like a Long Beach Island head, you know Bay Village is that little like uh shopping plaza that's like modeled after like a pirate ship and like theme park and it's so random and i mean it's cute it's like very family oriented um i almost got like a henna tattoo there last summer but there was um i was at a stoplight and there's a store there that makes fudge and you can watch them make fudge again if i guess i if we'd stopped i would know how the fudge is made but the sign, which was like a one of those like billboards that like lights up, um, it just had like someone like with their hands like making fudge, and it said, "Fudge, see it!" exclamation mark. So it's the word fudge, and then S E E I T exclamation mark. All kind of one line. That was the only wording it said. Fudge, see it. No punctuation besides the exclamation mark. I was like, I was like, Emily, what does this sign mean? She's like, what sign? I'm like, it says fudge, see it. <laughs> She's like, oh my God, I don't know. I'm like, do they, they make, they must make the fudge there. She's like, yeah, I think they make the fudge there. But then like the, the, now this is imprinted in my brain. Fudge, see it. Like, there has to be a different way to say that. See the fudge? Fudge, see it. It doesn't make any sense. Oh my God, it's so crazy. And it's like Long Beach Island. It's like everyone is like literally a cop or a cop. <laughs> it's like there's no like English as a second language like fudge makers in Long Beach Island. I don't think. Fudge, see it. And I was like, this is honestly like blowing my mind. Fudge, see it. And then, you know, I was like, okay, well, we're driving to a different fudge place. And we're kind of, you know, it was like getting close to like eight or nine o'clock. We got a late start. Um, I was like, well, what if the the fudge store that we're going to is closed? Like, what if <laughs> instead of it saying like open or closed, it was like fudge, don't see it. 
or like fudge you can't see it today anymore <laughs> oh my god <clears throat> I just have to ding the bell fudge see it okay What if the sequel to Women Talking was called Two Women Talking and had the number two? Wait, speaking of women, I went to, (laughs) I had to like move the car the other day. And so, you know, I went through the McDonald's drive-thru to get some breakfast. And, you know, typically I don't see anyone new working there. Not that I know the employees by name, especially in the drive-thru, it's, like, impossible. But, like, you can tell when they're, like, hey, yeah, twice in one week? Okay. Um, New woman working. Seemed to be a manager because she had, like, a polo shirt that just... She seemed a little more... You know, it did seem like she was running it like the Navy. And um, she hands me my food, bottle of Dasani water... I was like, thank you, have a good day. And she's like, yeah, stay safe. I was like, what the f... Stay safe? And it wasn't like she casually just said like, okay, stay safe. It was like, stay safe is something you say when someone's like leaving like a nightclub like waste and you're like, jeez, I hope you don't die. Like you could die because you're so drunk and someone could just whisk you right on up. Um... But you don't care enough to, like, actually help them get home. You're just like, okay, stay safe. (laughs) Maybe I'll never see you again. For this to happen at, like, 8 in the morning in a McDonald's drive-thru, stay safe. Like, I'm literally so safe. I'm in a car. And it's, like, broad daylight. I was like, whoa. It was, like, almost as if, like, maybe an event happened that I missed. And there was, like, a gunman on the loose. She was like, stay safe. I was like, from what? (laughs) Like, my cholesterol? Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. Actually, maybe that's what she was saying. She's like, you're not going to be in one of Troy Sivan's videos, you fat piece of shit. (laughs) Oh, Lord Almighty. Um... Okay, speaking of women again, Charlie D'Amelio made a cameo on the latest episode of The Kardashians, which just absolutely, it made my my uh, my blood pressure skyrocket, because it was like Landon Barker is dating Charlie D'Amelio, which I guess I didn't know, although I did, I just kind of, I don't actually care that much, but they're like Landon's girlfriends here, and it was just Charlie D'Amelio and I was like wow there she is and it was like at Courtney's event for like a poosh smoothie activation at a house in West Hollywood for like her Erewhon smoothie the poosh Erewhon smoothie and Charlie D'Amelio's slurping down a poosh Erewhon smoothie and just like not even like they I don't think she even like talked at all and I'm like you have royalty the D'Amelio family. <sighs> wonder what their secret... There's, there's gotta be a secret. Like, I don't know. They're from Connecticut or upstate? They're Connecticut. Yeah. Um, 
honestly, I don't know. <laughs> Seriously, I have no idea. I just like blanked out. There was like nothing happening in my head. There was just absolutely nothing happening in my head. It was like a monkey banging symbols. It was just like. <laughs> okay, well, next topic. Um, so I think we all use the expression, I could not care less. And I do too. And I, you know, say it quite frequently, but then something happened to me and I was like, this is actually the epitome of, I could not care less. Um, obviously I follow green pointers on Instagram, a lot of neighborhood updates, and they announced that a tattoo parlor was closing after 11 years. And I was like, uh, uh, <laughs> I was like, this is the thing that I've, of everything I've heard in my entire life, this is the thing that I've cared about the absolute least is a tattoo shop closing down it literally doesn't affect me at all <laughs> oh my god and then i was like glad i'm like good <laughs> there's too many like people with tattoos in greenpoint that, like should not have tattoos and i'm just like you're like a normal person with like a cobra like on your arm i'm like you're a pussy and a loser like, give me a fucking break. So I'm like, maybe I do care. I'm like, okay, I'm glad. But no, I don't care. But it was one of those, it was like, it caught me the right moment where I'm like, I can't even, like, say anything about this. It was just like, whoa. <laughs> of course, I immediately made a note, and now I'm talking on the pod. So, I mean, whatever. Do that what you will. Do that what you will. Okay, I'm kind of like blazing through topics, and I have so many more. I just have to like, um, maybe organize them a second. Okay, we're gonna take a quick break, and um, yeah, we'll be right back. I do have some questions. Um, you know, I got a handful, but they weren't that bad, so I think I'll probably, I think I'll probably get to most. So yeah, thanks for sticking with me you all okay what the fuck was that noise okay something just like moved itself in my recycling bin what was that um <laughs> it's time to bully evan ross cats again i mean i know i did this last week and this is the last time i'm gonna do it it's not worth my time but i just he made a post that was so kind of, ins I'm going to say it's insulting to women, and I'll explain why. He went to some event that was, like, sponsored by Coach. He was dressed in Coach, which, by the way, if you're wearing a head-to-toe Coach, you don't look good. I'm sure none of you are right now, but, like, <laughs> you know, terrible shirt, terrible pants, terrible crossbody bag, maybe even, like, a sunglass. But it was, uh, Kirsten Dunst was there, and, um... I wrote the caption down. I'm not looking at the post, but it said, Bestie Kirsten Dunst, hashtag justice for Bachelorette, 
on the launch of your collaboration with Coach, thank you for having me and allowing me to queen out over you and this gorgeous new collection. Um, there are no photos with Evan Rosskatz and Kirsten Dunst. There's a photo that he cropped where she's talking to someone and he's just like well in the background. Um, and I'm like, okay, like, did you really queen out over your her gorgeous new collection? Um, and then the last slide of this Insta post was um, a screenshot of a DM, which, by the way, do not screenshot DMs, texts, post them from anyone. However, it was just from her side saying, so nice meeting you, kissy emoji. So he carefully didn't include his first message to her, which, by the way, is her social media manager. Like, you're not interacting with Kirsten Dunn's bitch. You didn't even get a pick with her. Um, and I just, it, it sits wrong with me because it's like, he cares about celebrities for like the wrong reasons. Like, I love Kirsten Dunst. I respect her immensely. I think she's so talented. She's one of the best actresses we have. Um, and I feel like if I really respected someone's talent, I would never like treat them this way where I'm like screenshotting their like Insta DMing, like, so nice meeting you, kissy face. Like, nah. Like, it's so oh god it's so pathetic and embarrassing he's like a grown-ass man it's like what are you still like looking for in this world that like you're only a part of because you're clamoring on to like whoever um i just don't get how he could have any joy from this and you know what am i doing by talking about him on this podcast hopefully some of you are like nodding along like yep cool he's saying he's saying what we're all thinking which isn't that cool either but I just, like, if I saw him in person, I would, like, probably just try to, like, tie his shoelaces together or something. <laughs> like, I want him to trip. Um, and that's why I was saying it's insulting to women, because he doesn't seem to treat Kirsten Dunst as if she's, like, an actual person. Right? I mean, like, am I making sense? Yeah, I don't know. All right. Uh, Bowen Yang is taking a break from his podcast um, because he says he's been suffering from dissociation. I was like, whoa, that's a first. Like, are you taking a hiatus from anything else? Like, it's just a podcast. I'm like, it's like, still send me rolls, but like, I'm not doing the pod because I'm dissociating too much. And I guess he went to, like, a, his parents' son, like, conversion camp, which, like, yeah, that's fucked up. But I'm also just kind of like, is Joel Kambooster just giving you too much ketamine and GHB and you're, like, freaking out all the time? Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Also, um... Congrats to Joel Kambooster for getting nominated for writing... Fire Island. That is so well-deserved. What a fantastic movie that everyone I know that watched it was like, wow, the writing on this movie is so good. It's so good that everyone is comfortable delivering their lines. And it's not awkward at all. And it's not one of the worst movies I've ever seen. (laughs) 
Okay, one more thing about gay guys. Remember, like, two years ago when, like, gay guys were calling rompers romp hymns for, like, five minutes? Like, I know that's, like, total and utter insanity, but, like, bitch, I will never forget that. Like, I will just... I will never forget that. Imagine you're at the club and the song Praying by Kesha starts playing. Okay, this is a big topic. I want to talk about season four of the show, The Secret of Skinwalker Ranch. I know I talked about the show in my last episode, but I think I only watched like season one because it was on Netflix, but then I skipped ahead to season four. Once I understood the show is basically like an ongoing, like they're just doing like science experiments. Um, If this is your first time tuning in, the show is about this ranch in Northeast Utah that has a lot of paranormal activity a lot of like Native American lore, a lot of like weird fucking shit happens at this ranch. Give it a quick Google, you know? Um, but season four is fucking, they're getting, they're like getting somewhere. It kind of like blows my mind and like literally gives me chills. Um, and I was listening to the host, his name's like Taylor Taylor or something. It's like, his name is, um, fuck no, it's, it's a uh, host of Skinwalker Ranch. It's uh, Travis Taylor. Okay. Love him. Um, So I was watching this YouTube interview with him on like, I think it was like local Las Vegas news. And uh, I think I mentioned it last episode. I mean, there's a lot of like electromagnetic and like radioactive activity in like very specific spots that like do not make sense to like literally anyone. So... There at this part of the ranch where there used to be a homestead. They call it Homestead 2. And they all had these, like, Geiger counters, which trace, like, radioactivity. And Travis Taylor's Geiger counter was, like, going insane. And he's, like, starting to feel kind of sick. And, like, you know, they, they leave. And, like, the other two guys had their Geiger counters out. Nothing is happening. Which is bizarre because... If there's, like, a radioactive event of that intensity, like, everyone will be affected. Um, but no one was besides him. And they didn't, he said that they didn't show this on the show, but he had, like, radiation poisoning for, like, months. He would, like, pee, like, dark liquid. He had headaches, like, fogginess. Like, he was affected. Went to, like, multiple doctors. They're like, yeah, you have radiation poisoning. He's like, I don't even get out. Like, it's so... There's just a lot of shit like that. Once they start, like, poking at, like, whatever's out there there are, like, repercussions for their, like, actions. Like, a lot of technology fails. Every profession they bring in is, like, our equipment has never not worked. This is really weird, you know? Um, But, you know, season four, they're really focusing on what this area called the Triangle, which is at the base of this mesa. A mesa is, like, a... I guess, like, a... It looks like, you know, um, what the Grand Canyon is. is like, a little valley, and it's, like, flat at the top. Um... And there's this, like, ancient, like, uh, spiral of rocks made that's, like, thousands of years old, you know. And these Native Americans, they do a drum circle, and they end up getting freaked out and, like, leaving because they think they hear something in the distance that is, like, this skinwalker, like, figure. Um, And then they, like, analyze the thermal footage, and while they were playing the drums and, like, singing... For some reason that they cannot explain, that area with the the spiral stone 
formation was like lighting up and it was so bright like it was like conducting heat and they're just like this it, we're in the middle of the desert at night it's like cold like this should not be happening it's so crazy um and so they like shoot rockets in the air because they think that there's this like sort of blob in the sky that like uh is like a wormhole potentially like they'll shoot rockets up and they'll like divert or like break in midair um they send like drones up like they send like a grid of like 200 drones up they all start freaking out um they think they kind of capture it on camera once and there's a lot of smoke and there's like this kind of just like oval orb that like they're like what literally what is that um devices like their time is always like a few seconds behind like it's it's honestly so insane um and so i posted on my story on instagram my friend um who's like really smart i guess i won't say his name because i'm gonna like read some of his dms to me because he was just like dropping some knowledge because he's like mad fucking smart um and he kind of put some things in perspective for me so okay I'm just going to read a few. I'm not going to read what I said because, like, literally all I said is, like, literally I'm scrolling through. It's like, oh, whoa. Damn, that's crazy. Where do they come from? Who are they? Okay, work. Whoa. Oh, yeah, I just learned about that. Space has always felt retarded to me. Um, Damn. Oh, shit. This is a lot. LOL. Okay, so <laughs> you get the vibes. So, like, I'm not, I'm not pulling an Evan Ross Katz where I'm just, like, only reading the other side. It's like I just I'm, – I'm literally not – contributing anything to this conversation um so yeah here we go he said i think all ufos are interdimensional i don't think there's life on other planets traveling here cool that they're testing so much physics insane that travis was working for the pentagon without telling them side note travis was like the head of like the uap unidentified aerial phenomenon team at the pentagon for years while this show was being filmed he didn't tell anyone because he's on an nda like, Travis Taylor is the real deal. He's not some, like, fucking, like, lunatic. Like, he's got, like, seven, like, fucking PhDs and shit. Anyways, okay. I don't think UFOs are taking mutilating cows. I like the theory in Beyond Skinwalker Ranch um, that the government is taking the soft tissue and genitals to test them for effects of serious nearby radiation. Um, I think aliens are just us from a different dimension or time. I think that's why there are so many myths and so much history about human life in the sea and subterranean societies. At some point, I think we have to live there because of the environment, and at different moments in history, we went back to teach people to do that so that human life would survive catastrophe. Like Gobekli Tepe. You can't explain it any other way. Humans survived the Ice Age in it. Okay, pausing. Uh, get on Googler and Google Gobekli Tepe. It's like um, this, like civilization in turkey they like unearthed and it's so much older than like they think when humans were even civilized and they had like fully everything it's so crazy it was on that netflix show with that guy that everyone wants to like cancel because he's getting a little too close to the truth um anyways he says he continues yeah so i think we've gone back in time to save ourselves at numerous moments and so many ufos are associated with emerging from the sea because that's where we end up Space doesn't make any sense. Takes too long to terraform. 
Tons of different kinds of energy we know little about. When I did a TED talk with a friend in, I think, 2000 or 2001, someone else presenting was talking about how much energy you could get from methane ice in the deepest trenches of the ocean if you could figure out how to safely get it to the surface without it changing state. A handful could power Vegas for a week. There's geothermal, electromagnetic, hydro, nuclear, crystals, battery, chemistry, solar. On the series Blind Frog Ranch, they find gallium that Aztecs had made. Gallium is used in solar panels. And science says gallium wasn't discovered until we learned how to smelt aluminum alloys. But the Aztecs buried a huge cache of it. Um, so yeah, Aztecs were driving Teslas, like period. <laughs> um, last bit here. So there are these technological interventions that happen at different moments, but the technology all sort of makes sense with our understanding of physics and chemistry. It's not alien. It's all very familiar to sort of place and time. And then, you know, he goes on to talk about like the Hadron Collider and then like quantum entanglement, which like quantum entanglement is like that bitch. Like, I don't know how to explain it. You're going to have to Google that, but it's like basically how things from different dimensions are connected and like the same, like, (laughs) cells are involved and i don't know but the skinwalker ranch thing it's like they are maybe things are coming in out of this wormhole and that's how whoever is like traveling or whatever i think most ufos are just like basically like drones like there's nothing there's no one in them um there's like tiny little orbs uh i mean sound off the comments if you're like worried about me and i sound insane but i think that i'm literally getting I'm getting somewhere. We're going to figure this out. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I have to find the bell. Hold on. I close the tab. Oh, where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? Okay. I had to go outside, smoke a cigarette. Because thinking about, like, interdimensional time travel was like a little too much for my tiny brain. Um, But I'm back to talk about this really cool documentary on Netflix called Unknown Cave of Bones. Which like, what a cool series of words. Unknown Cave of Bones. I guess like unknown is like a series they have and it's like they explore unknown shit. Um, But this is the first I'd heard of it and I fired it up because it's new. And, um, basically somewhere in like Southeast Africa, there's this cave system they discovered and they found these, um, remains like tons, like more remains they found anywhere like ever of like, um, I I mean, I guess they're monkeys, but they're, um, closer to humans than like apes but they're small like their hands are the same as ours where like a gorilla's hands are like their knuckles like they go in or something (laughs) anyways um perfectly preserved and they discovered that a lot of the bones were buried with like tools in their hands and they've never seen an animal besides a human do a ritual burial before. And these date back like 330,000 years. And for, you know, context, like the first like human burial ritual discovered was in Israel like 100,000 years ago. 
So this is like a good 200,000 years before that, which like 200,000 years is crazy. <laughs> um, I mean, there's not a lot of signs of like advanced civilization with them, but like they did have tools. They did make carvings on the caves. They did have fire. There were like fire pits. They tested like the fucking like wood and shit. I mean, this is like a cave. It's like, it's like there's so many tiers to it. You have to like climb up and down and shit. And it's like a human can barely like fit in them. So it's like so in the depths. It's like so in the depths. Um, they're called the Homo Naledi. Um, and they just never seen any other animal do what they do with their dead. Like there were like rituals. Um, like there were like, community aspects to it. Like, Yes, when, like, a chimpanzee, like, one of their own, like, dies, they do feel sad. They have emotions and stuff, but, like, they don't have this, like, burial ritual. Which means they were, like, contemplating something else. They were contemplating the afterlife. Um, It's just really crazy to think about. <laughs> like, it's just really crazy to think about. Um... They probably looked like us, but, like, they looked like aliens. Like, they had, like, kind of flat faces. Um, and this is based off of, like, hundreds and hundreds of, like, remains they found. Like, skulls, skeletal remains, etc. Um, so, I mean, I don't know what to think about this. I mean, yeah, it just happened. It was part of life. But it's like, well, shit. <laughs> And it goes against, like, mainstream, like, archaeology, which, like, I didn't even know that was a thing. Like, there's, like, a mainstream... Of course, I guess there is, but I'm, like... I thought we're all trying to get to the bottom of things. But it kind of puts a wrench in other people's, like, little, like, thesis essays they write and shit. And I guess that's what it all comes down to. But, like, damn. I would suggest giving this a watch. Um... It's, it's actually not that corny, but it's, like, a little drawn out. But it's an hour and a half, hour and 20 minutes. Could have been, like, 45. But, like, honestly, you can kind of have it on the background. And, uh, you know, tune in here and there. That is Unknown Cave of Bones. We'll do one more topic before I get to your questions. Um... I finally had a can of liquid death water the other day. I was um, down in the Rockaways watering uh, Best Friend on the Podcast's plants while she was out of town and um, walked to the beach, went to Ripper's, um, got like a really fucking good double cheeseburger. Like it was honestly incredible. And for $16, it better be. And I was just like, okay, I need a water. I forgot to bring mine. And it was like, water, $3. I'm like, okay, God, I'm such an idiot. I should have just, like, went to CVS and bought, like, a bottle of Poland or a deli for, like, a dollar. So I'm thinking I'm going to get a bottle of Poland for $3. What I was handed was not a bottle of Poland. It was a tall can of liquid death water. Still water. Flat water. And I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. Like, I was like, well, this probably does cost $3 at, like, the deli. Um, so I'm, like, feeling less bad about that. Um, 
but I was like, uh, I've never drank water out of metal before. And it's the, the, the can is like a tall boy, basically. And I'm just like used to that being like full of beer. Um, and when it does taste like water, I'm like the end of a beer and it sucks. And I, I kind of famously like, don't finish drinking beer. So I'm just like, ew. So the first sip of that, I was just like, ugh. I feel like I was like drinking out of like a recycling bin, like the bottom of that. I'm just like, what is this? It's water. It's just, it's literally water. But the fucking bottle, like, oh my God, it was so, ugh. Maybe if I poured in a glass, I'd think differently. I mean, probably it's literally just water, but the psychology behind that. Absolutely nasty. Ay, ay, ay. Anyways, okay. Um, we're going to get to your questions. Right about now. Oh, this is timely. What is the best drink you've ever had at a restaurant slash bar? I mean, Lord knows I've had a lot. Have I ever had a drink that I'm just like, oh my god, this is so amazing? Like, no, not really, quite frankly. There's there's good drinks, of course. Um, I would say lately I had a really good drink at the Maker Hotel in Hudson. It was like this, like, kind of like a white Negroni, but it was like, I don't even know if it had gin in it. It was like, there was like Sue's and like something else, and it tasted like white grape juice, but like kind of tart, and it was like really fucking good. This is going to be a little mind-blowing for you guys. One of my, I mean, I went to the Cheesecake Factory a few months ago. And I'm not, I've never really, I've only been like a few times, like maybe twice in my life. And my friend ordered a Cosmo. We were driving back from like Greenport, back to the city. Uh, you know, kind of like lunchtime. I get like a cheeseburger, fries. And I'm like, well, I probably won't drink because I'm driving. But my friend orders a Cosmo. And I'm like, wait, hold on. What is a Cosmo? Because I'm like, I know it's so like a sex in the city drink. Um, and it's like cranberry, like vodka martini, basically. And I was like, wait, that sounds fucking good as shit. Um, so I'm just going to go right ahead on record and say that my f- best drink I've ever had at a bar or restaurant was the Cosmo at Cheesecake Factory. It's literally so refreshing, so good. Um, yeah, period. Next one. What happened to Diane? Diane is the pigeon that lives in my fire escape. Sorry, not pigeon. Morning dove. Oh, she's still there. And I feel like she's like withering away. Like, I think she's smaller. Looks a little haggard. Does not leave the nest. The egg should have hatched, honestly, months ago. Every time I open my window or turn the AC on, I, I give her a little look. She's already looking at me. And I'm like, all right. She's still there. She's literally still there. Uh, I I kind of... I just, I don't know what to think. I, I think she should die soon. I think I want her to die soon. I just can't keep doing this with her. <laughs> I just can't keep doing this with Diane. Um, she really bums me out. Um, but then, you know, I bum myself out, so... Next question, um, Barbie or Oppenheimer? Honestly, both. I want to see Barbie slightly more, but I'm going to see both this week in theaters. Um, expect a full review, or honestly don't, because you can probably just watch it yourself and form your own opinions. Um, I didn't get this question. It's X or Twitterbird. And I met up with friends of the pod, Louie and Jonathan, earlier. And I guess, is the Twitterbird going away? It's 
gonna be like the letter X. Hold on, I have to Google this. Twitter X bird? Elon Musk says he will change Twitter's Bluebird logo to an X. <laughs> oh, damn. I just feel bad for you guys if you're still on Twitter. And, like, yeah, I am trying to be a bitch because I broke the cycle. Oh, my God, a Zumba video just started playing. <laughs> yeah, I queued up a Zumba video because I want to get I want to get a fit. Um, and I did bookmark it, so, like, yes, I did exit out of that very quickly, but I will be able to find it. Um very promptly if I need to. Um, that's crazy. I mean, obviously the Twitter bird. Even though I hate birds now because of Diane. Next question. How do you handle random street harassment, unprovoked insults, etc.? I'm too sensitive. Um, well, that doesn't happen to me anymore. No one's yelled faggot in a long time. Um, but yeah, it'll, it'll ruin my day. Probably week. Maybe even month. Um, how do you handle it? I mean, just like try to pray for that person because they're clearly so. I mean, you can't envy that person, right? They're yelling insults at strangers. So it's like, yeah, okay, they're in a lot of pain, but it's like, fuck off. Like, I don't know. Next question. Do you get more depressed in the summer or winter? Damn. I mean, today I like, could not move. And it must be from depression. Got a lot of sleep, didn't go out last night, didn't drink, didn't do anything. Could not get out of bed today. Napped. Long COVID also. Anyways. What are your thoughts on reptile owners? Um, Just use your imagination don't care for that kind of shit ever if i go to your house and you have a reptile okay that never happens but like my god and last question how much is your rent um it is eleven hundred fifty dollars plus utilities which i've not paid in two years don't they're in my roommate's name he hasn't asked me don't know what's going on there probably gonna get a uh, huge bill soon for lots of money, which is why I need you guys to make some cameo requests so I can keep the fucking lights on. Okay, I mean, truly there are so many more topics, but they're just, I'm going to be honest, a little too random. I've almost done an hour. I think I kept it tight. Um... I did what I came here to do. So thank you again for tuning in. And maybe I'll... Should I end with a little song? Hmm. Oh, okay, yeah. I love this song by the Cranberries called Pretty. This is the Predaporte movie mix. Good night. If you like the pod, please tell a friend. Um, okay, bye.